Mike Dusso from Pat's Propaganda, patspropaganda.com. Patriots coming off of a way closer than it needed to be, 38-31 victory over the Chicago Bears yesterday. Mike, I I want to be excited and be like, hey, wow, they got their first road one of the year, but there are still some disturbing trends with this team that that continue to rear its ugly head each and every week. Yeah, it was just it was sloppy, you know, and, and I think that's been kind of the consistent theme for the three games on the road, and, uh, you know, it is nice to get the win, but, you know, I, I, despite all the doom and gloom, I mean, I know the defense has given up a lot of points the last, you know, few weeks, but I, I continue to look at the game, and I, I just rewatched it this morning, and it's like, you know, there's so many just specific plays, and, you know, last week we talked about, you know, there's four bad plays that kind of led to a bunch of cheap points and then you know it's kind of the same thing this week where there were you know two turnovers uh that you know or three sorry three turnovers that, that led directly to you know 21 of, of the 31 points for the bears so you know i don't want to sweep it under the rug but i just i find they're getting the third down a lot and you know it's just they, they're having these weird kind of breakdowns and i just i'm not seeing them consistently get dominated it's like you look at the end of the game you're like well yeah there was a handful of bad plays how do we just correct those bad plays and you know, I, I think they definitely have their weaknesses, and those got exposed this week a little bit. Uh, but, you know, they're just I, I just continue to believe they're a pretty solid defense that's just kind of getting burned by random plays that, that's making it look a little bit worse than I think it actually is. Okay, so this is not the Rod Ross 1990 defense, is what you're saying, <laughs> right? I don't... Oh, we've lived through that one. I, I mean, I remember that one. I, mean, I, was, I was still you know, a teenager, but man, that was, uh, yeah, it, it's not that brutal. And, you know, everyone's like, what's going on with the defense? And it's like, well, you know, they're five and two. <laughs> you know? So I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, again, I don't want to sweep it all under the rug. There's definitely the, the, there's weaknesses that we were well aware of uh, coming into the season and, you know, that weren't really filled. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I guess maybe I'm just an optimist. But uh, and even rewatching the game this morning, I just, I don't see it being that bad. So this is just, it's going to work itself out, right? This is like this is like when teams can't hit early in the season in baseball or they can't pitch in July. Like, you know, this this will get this will get straightened. I, I kind of feel like that too, but then you have a game like yesterday where, you know, I, I'm just, I, I said this morning, I, I gave everybody the fantasy alarm. If you were playing any sort of daily fantasy sports right now, whether it's DraftKings, FanDuel, whatever, if you are not taking the tight end that the Patriots are, are playing against, you are just lighting money on fire at this point. Trey Burton yesterday was your number one play at the position. Um, you can learn a lot about the game uh, a lot of times with that in, in, in terms of matchups and things of that nature. But they're, this is a team that would never allow the tight end to dominate them like they like it has. And, and yesterday specifically was, was an example of just one guy getting hot and, and constantly being open after breakdowns and plays. Yeah, I, I mean, I think if there's one area, you know, in terms of like the long term, oh, is this going to be a concern? I, I think looking back yesterday, you know, Patrick Chung definitely did not have his best game, and you know, we're we're seeing that a little bit more frequently. And I, I feel like it all kind of started last year and in, in the beginning of last year, where you know the McCordy Harmon Chung trio, which has really been the, the kind of the stalwarts of the defense. They, you know, it's just things kind of seem to break down with those guys. But um, I thought Chung, you know, had a rough game yesterday. And, you know, look, there's no surprise. I mean, Dante Hightower, Alandon Roberts, Chung, those guys that usually get stuck covering the middle of the field are not the most gifted sideline-to-sideline side athletically guys, and they can certainly be exposed. Um, we saw the Trubisky runs. I mean, is there anything worse in the world than a third and long, everybody's covered, 
and then he tucks it and runs for the first time. I mean, just untouched. Do that. Untouched. Untouched <laughs> into the end zone. You watch that play, and you're like. Why? Why didn't? Why didn't someone as a kid tell me? You know, like I should be watching PBS on Sunday afternoons. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I could have been watching Anne of Green Gables. I could have been watching something just a little better on my blood pressure than Mitchell Trubisky. You know, running all over the place like 2006 Michael Vick. You know what I mean? Just ridiculous. Totally, and and I mean, you look at the second half then, and you saw them start to pay a little bit more attention to him. Uh, you know, whether they were dropping Van Noy out and only rushing three or. Uh, trying to do the same thing with high tower, and you know, he had a little bit less of an effect then. I mean, you certainly, you know, hit some passes to Burton, but you know, otherwise, it's it's, it's those, again, it's those handful of plays, and you can say, oh well, you'd love to see the defense get a stop inside the red zone after you know a quick change, big turnover, and I mean, that's you know a hallmark of of kind of Belichick defenses you've seen in the past where you know they get thrown into the fire. Oh, you know, last week we saw it with with the Chiefs in the kickoff return, you know, they. They have to go out there and, and immediately are inside the 10-yard line trying to get a stop. And, you know, they didn't get those stops yesterday. And, and that certainly hurts. But it's not like I look at every play, like, you know, kind of early in the season, especially the Lions game, where it's like they're just getting gashed after gashed after gashed. Now it's like good play first down, good play second down, third medium. Nobody's covering the quarterback, the quarterback runs. You know, it, it, it's like that. Well, that's the way teams are kind of squeaking things out on the defense now. And, and of course, I, again, they're going to get exposed in the middle of the field by tight ends. They're going to, quarterbacks are going to run for first downs, but I, I don't think long-term teams are going to consistently beat the Patriots solely on that kind of game plan. The secondary is playing pretty good. Gilmore especially was great yesterday, shadowing guys for the second week in a row. So they certainly have strength. They have to play better. Um, I, I just think overall the only real big concern for me, which I'm sure we're headed there, is, uh, is the Sony Michelle injury. Well, we were going to be headed there, but I – I also right before right before we uh, we came on with you, I, I made the announcement to folks that in case they didn't know, um, you know, I feel pretty strongly that Adam Schefter has a pretty good source inside the Patriots organization that's going to give him um, some some good information, you know, and uh, <laughs> very maybe with the initials BB perhaps, and um, it, in the Schefter tweet that said it doesn't look to be long term, but they'll know more today should have provided a little bit of comfort for some folks that you know maybe he'll only be out uh, maybe he'll only be out a few weeks cuz I'm really concerned that this team is going to be much like the 2015 team that never really got consistent once Dion Lewis went out with his injury. I I agree. I mean they, I tweeted the same thing last night that was you know the 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 big concern and you know the offense looked great in that season and then same thing seventh game Dion Lewis goes down Nate Solder goes down you know kind of started the the parade of of key guys getting injured, but I mean, Michelle has been, I just think, the catalyst for the offense. You know Brady's good, you know Edelman's back, you know Josh Gordon is developing, and I, and I still think Josh Gordon is, is really a true X-factor for the offense, regardless of Michelle, but you know, those, I mean, you saw it on the first drive, you know, Michelle busting off those big runs, and it just opens everything up for the offense, and later in the game, without Michelle, you know, and you're kind of having to go spread offense more. It's here comes a pass. It's pretty clear what's coming. They don't have a short yardage pick up that third and one kind of a back right now on the roster. Uh, it just is so limiting to them from a to overall game plan perspective. So fingers crossed on Michelle. I mean, it's just you don't want to end up where you're looking at the 2015 AFC Championship and you're, you know, dusting off Steven Jackson out of retirement trying to get, you know, yardage. It's just no offense can work when they're that one-dimensional. So, 
fingers crossed on Michelle. And, you know, and Burkhead could come back week 14, although, you know, how much can we really count on him at this point uh, in terms of the injuries he's had? Talking with Mike Duso from Pat's Propaganda and patspropaganda.com. All sorts of things happening yesterday. Uh, go ahead. No. You look like you had something. You were well, like, ah! You, you know? <laughs> no. You got one? I'm All just right. listening. It's been great. All right, good. All right. So I'll, I'll see what else I can I can pull up with here. Um, oh, here's a good one. Here's a fun Here's a fun stat. Since week three, the Patriots are 4-0 and lead the NFL in scoring. 157 points total. They're 4-0 during that uh, spread. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs have 142 points or 3-1. and the Rams have 133 points and are 4 and 0. The Chargers are 4 and 0 during that spread with 113 points. And the Saints had a bye week in there. They're 3 and 0 with 100 points. So that's the last 4 weeks, 157 points. So this offense, you know, with Sony Michelle hitting on all the cylinders, uh, with Rob Gronkowski and and I guess the addition of Josh Gordon and the re-addition of, of Julian Edelman Seems like it's doing okay. Uh, so that that's kind of there. The big thing that I saw yesterday, special teams uh, came up huge. I, we're used to New England always having big special teams plays, but over the last few years, it seems like, or the last couple of years specifically, those have kind of died down a little bit. But block punt yesterday and some other stuff happened as well. Uh, the special teams looks like it's, it's actually special again, uh, especially with the Patterson uh, return as well. Yeah, it's, it's always something you just kind of take for granted. And, you know, usually you just hope that no big plays happen and, you know, they just kind of do their job. But, um, you know, those those plays were what made yesterday such a, a bizarre kind of, you know, game. It wasn't that traditional flow. You had a lot of turnovers. You had special team scores. Um, I mean, great to see. I mean, it's so random to see Dante Hightower on the punt, you know, punt return team. I was like, what was Hightower doing? I, mean, I can't remember the last time he played out there, but – um, you know, it was it was a weak special teams performance against the Chiefs, and uh, you know that's always the wild card. And I mean, we 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 always get so fed up with you know Belichick acquiring guys or drafting guys. We're like, oh yeah, he doesn't really play defense, but he's a great special teams player, and everybody sighs We're like, oh, how many of these guys can we use? But uh, you know, it certainly made a big difference in the game yesterday. I mean, you know, I, I can't imagine how the game might have unfolded uh, differently if not for those scores. And, and, I mean, Patterson obviously making up for uh, the, the fumble he had and by taking one to the house. And, and that, yeah. you know, you kind of expected one of those to happen this year, and uh, hopefully it's not the last one. Talking with Mike Duso from Pat's Propaganda and patspropaganda.com. Let's talk a little bit about, you know, because the first thing I thought of this morning, while everyone else was like, oh, Le'Veon Bell, you got to go get Le'Veon Bell, because, you know, as soon as Michelle's going to be, because that's, first off, don't you find it at all concerning that Patriots fans and Yankees fans are basically the same type of people now? Like, did you ever think we'd get to that point in life? Because, I mean, Didi Gregorius is out, and they're like, well, I'll just sign Manny Machado. Well, you, you lose Sonny Michelle, and it's like, oh, let's go trade for Le'Veon Bell. Like, honestly, it's the same thing. It's like they're in the same family. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, you know, it's... it's I mean, that's why you always look at, like, the, the, the discount guys. You know, it's like the Josh Gordon guys. And, you know, those guys that he can get for pennies. I mean, you're not going to go out and get Le'Veon Bell for pennies. And, I mean, I don't even know if they, they – don't, I don't think they have a cap space to even afford him if they could. Uh, you know, and not to mention that his running style is so unique. And it's like, how does that all, you know, fit together? But uh, I know, I know. It's, it's always remarkable to me. And I think we, we laughed about it a couple of weeks ago when, you know, you just – 
you kind of look at this as they are a football team and they get guys who fit and do their kind of little, do their job. I know it's such a cliche by this point, but, uh, you know, that's, that's the true power of, of the Patriots. That's why they're, they're consistently so good. They just keep plugging guys in. They don't need to go out and get superstars. And, you know, I, it always goes back to the old Scott Pioli quote, which is, uh, you know, we're building a team, not collecting talent. And, I, I, you know, every year everybody, like, loses their mind about the same things. And, uh, you know, I just I, I, I kind of pulled back a little bit trying to talk people off the ledge. I'm just like, oh, go ahead, jump. Yeah, we should definitely get Le'Veon Bell and uh, sign Terrell Owens and, uh, you know, get Des Bryant. Just bring everybody in. And, uh, yeah, the Patriots will be uh, great. Who, who knew we'd be wishing for Brandon Bolden? Really? <laughs> I know, I know. I mean, such a. I mean, not to mention last week, you probably could have used him as well with it with a special teams performance last week. But uh, you know, he was such an underrated guy, and uh, you know, I, I I never loved him as a running back. I always felt like he kind of got what was there and not much else. But he was, you know, usually healthy and is able to fill in multiple roles, and you know, was just such a, a good running back to have for safety insurance. I mean, they, I know they had to lean on him plenty going back to that again that 2015 year. Uh, you know, and now you have Ken John Barner, I thought was fine. I mean, I, I think he's another guy, gets what's there, doesn't really, didn't really seem to get much more, but, you know, he's a smaller guy. So um, I think everybody kind of feels like the Mike Gillisley signing is inevitable at this point. And uh, if it is, you know, he, he's a better option than dusting off Steven Jackson again, but, uh, you know, something similar. But, uh, you know, I just think you want Michelle. That's a true offense capability for them to hit their potential. I think you need, you need Michelle back in there for sure. And, uh, I guess we're just all holding our breath today to see what happens. So I was, I was, uh, I looked and and went at, and and looked at available, you know, at contract hits and things like that. You know, a, a guy from Arizona. If if this Michelle thing was really really long, this guy from Arizona that is totally underutilized right now by the name of David Johnson, uh, his cap hit oh. would would fit snugly uh, underneath the seven point two million or seven point four million that the Pats have available right now because his cap hit this year is only like five point two million. I just. I just want to throw that out there in case, okay? Now, I don't think it will happen, you know, I just wanted to mention that that is a possibility, you know, mathematically, it's a possibility, you know. That's I thought that was Des Bryant's cap space. <laughs> that's right. That's Des Bryant's cap space. That is that is all reserved for Des Bryant that we're, that we're never going to have to yeah. utilize, apparently. I would totally I, I be for like David Johnson. Get, we are going to get some kind of trade or some kind of signing, but it's going to be... Again, that random guy. We're like, who? What? Who's or Mike Gillisley. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You know, What's Gillisley going to cost? Those... Nothing. Yeah. Mike Gillisley will cost league minimum, and then uh, most yeah. of our brain cells because we'll remember <laughs> what he did previously. But that allows us then to turn around and get maybe a defensive back or a linebacker. Well, it, it, what it, the the NFL trade deadline is what like next week or something? It's right off. Yeah, it, it, it's coming. I think it was like ten days. I think yeah, I think it is next week. That's where they, you know, the the Gilmore restructure from last week. They were saying, oh, you know, that they're getting their cap space in line for Des Bryant now. Or, you know. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, because as you can tell, Des Bryant missing link for this team. Yeah. <laughs> boy, but, boy. I mean, Josh boy. Gordon. Huh? I, I will say, I don't know. I gotta ask you guys this. Have you ever seen a guy poop out like he did on that 55 oh, yard? I was just about I, to like, ask you, what the hell happened there? Like, what's going on? I just watched it again, and I was like, he should actually be a touchdown. I mean, he looked like, you know, he looked like me after running 25 yards, you know, much less him. Right? I'm like, you know, he had, I think if he had been in Patriots camp, there's no way he's getting gassed. But, I mean, they've been using him so much. I mean, it's, uh, you know, again, it's impressive. I mean, we saw that, that catch he had where his helmet came off with Brady, you know, just chucking it up to him. 
you know, the way he Brady's going to him in key situations has just been, you know, remarkable. And uh, hopefully he gets in shape by the time the playoffs <laughs> yeah. come around, so we'll have the gas to finish those off. Talking with Mike Dussar from Pat's Propaganda, patspropaganda.com. The good news is we get the Bills on Monday night this week. Like, of all the times we needed the Buffalo Bills to come to town, I think this this is the week. Yeah, well, I, you know, and it's funny because I'm, like, reading stuff this morning that's, like, trying to say, oh, the Bills are actually a really good defense. I'm like, what? Like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, you know, look, it's... Brady has owned the Bills over the years, uh, and there's little reason to think that this is going to be any different. But, uh, you know, I think that the, the biggest thing is, is all the road games that they have going up. I mean, it, coming up, it's just it's such a bizarre kind of twist for a team that, you know, didn't lose a road game for like two seasons. Uh, and now they just they really look a little bit like Jekyll and Hyde, home and, and away. And it's just it, it's, that's the bizarre thing. So I think, you know, they just as a team need to really put in just how about a solid game on the road without turning the ball over without a ton of penalties. I mean, those, that was what defined the game more for me than anything yesterday with the, with the penalties and the turnovers, you know, much less the, the, the blanket statements about the 2018 Patriots, you know, offense and defense. It's just, you know, play a clean game. And then, and then we can actually talk about what we're seeing on the field. But, you know, until, you know, JC Jackson hands to the face twice, I mean, you know, it's just, you know, you're playing a rookie, giving him his first snaps, he makes some mistakes, you know, it's, it's, those are the kind of things that are going to happen in October. But, you know, I think next few games you're really going to learn a lot about the Patriots. And hopefully the Bills this week will be, you know, just a nice little tune-up, like refresh. Like, let's just get everybody back on board with, like, hey, this is a good team. All right, we, we, you know, we're not going to give up 40 points to the Bills. I mean, that would, that would be very disheartening. So uh, I think we'll get another, you know, pretty good litmus, regardless of how good or bad the Bills actually are. I uh, I really like that. I like that idea. That's a good that's a good pickup right there. That's that's good on that. If if they give up more than thirty points to the Bills, we're gonna have a big Ooh. problem. Okay. Panic in Boston. Panic. All right. If we I, no, because I could see them getting twenty one in garbage time. So okay, twenty two and over. I say we sound the alarm. Okay. The, the you know I don't know what alarm that is. Maybe the. Maybe the the ghost of Steve Nelson alarm. I'm not really sure. I know he's alive, but whatever. Lights flashing in the Prudential Center. Right. Yeah, yeah, that would be what it would be. Um, and then and then if it's under 20 points, everything's fine. You know, except for this week when they have to sh- the next week when they'll have to show it to us against a real team. Right? Is that? I'm I'm just I'm new to this. I'm new to being back on FM radio with these takes. So I just I'm trying to make sure that. I'm doing it the right way. People so get caught up with them. You're beat, setting yourself up. I know yeah, I'm, try, I'm trying to make sure that if anyone ever calls me for a job in the big city that I'm, I'm mentally prepared. They play a bad team. It's only because they played the bad team and they have to show it against good teams. And, you know, I'm just trying to double check. Mike Dusso from Pat's Propaganda, patspropaganda.com. You can find him online at patspropaganda.com, including his recap of the game from yesterday. And you can find him on Twitter as well. Look for Pat's Propaganda there. Make sure you check out their merchandise section. They have some really cool stuff in there. Mike, we'll talk to you on Tuesday next week, I guess, right? After Monday Night Football or something? Yeah, I just realized that. I just... Made yeah. that mental discussion yeah. in my head. Well, you can't get much by him, huh? Yeah. <laughs> oh, 
well, another late one. I, I, I so enjoyed having that 1 o'clock game yesterday. That was like, oh, back to between the World Series and, and then Monday Night Football. It's, uh, there's not going to be a lot of sleep going on in New England, that's for sure. Uh, I, yeah, I, I really feel bad for all you New Englanders in your in your World Series talk. Like, Have a great time. <laughs> all right, Mike, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Mike. That's Mike Dusso from Pat's Propaganda and patspropaganda.com here on the B-List Daily from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the NBR radio network on the new 105.5 Sports, 105.5 FM, AM 1240 Lewiston-Auburn, and AM 780 in Rumford.